0: Jumping in today, we're talking about how to work your confessions. And we've been talking the last couple of days about confessions. Uh, The Bible calls, you know, or Christianity has been called the great confession. And we've been talking about the importance of confession. I'll tell you what I like about our conversations that we've had the last couple of days is watching uh, the people go... Oh, yeah, this is important. Oh, I've been yeah. saying that. I've been getting messages like is this a bad confession or is that? Because when you start changing those confessions, your life changes. Yeah. And uh, you know, we have I don't know if they can get them ready, but I'd like to go through our seven confessions that we have throughout the week. If if y'all could get those ready and just put the first one up whenever you get there. And uh, but One of the things that you see is we we tried to come up with seven confessions that kind of wrap everything in it. Like every, because what you see is in those confessions is kind of who we are in God, what we're, what he will do and what we will do. And um, so you kind of see that in those confessions. And that's why we do those declarations and those confessions on a daily basis on Lunch Plus is because of that. And then if God's given us something special, uh, like, for example, this is our year of multiplied increase. One of the things that I think is happening right now is that I'm watching right now as people are waking up to, God wants my finances blessed. In other words, they didn't just receive increase, but in their mind and in their spirit, they're believing God for multiplied increase. Because if you don't believe it first, then you won't then you won't have that, yeah. and so that was a word that the Lord gave us at the beginning of the year, and now, as we're uh coming to the end of this year, I'm seeing people's mindset change towards finances, like I should not be just getting by, I should yeah. be thriving, yeah. and and I don't just need increase, I need multiplied increase, so people are waking up to that revelation, yeah. and if they'll get it in their spirit, they can have it. in the flesh but it starts with confession and even as people have been saying this is my year of multiplied increase put that in the comments right now say this is my year of multiplied increase it's our year of multiplied increase when we actually get that everything changes and when we get uh when we speak those things it causes us to have revelation so if you're confessing, this is my year of multiplied increase, and then you read a scripture talking about your increase, right. you'll say, that's right. And you'll yeah. you'll look at that verse differently. You'll get Rhema on it. And now yeah. you know if you get Rhema on that, you get revelation on a word and on a yeah. promise, it becomes yours. And so that's one of the powers of confession. Yeah. Watching people wake up to that has been tremendous. So mm-hmm. anyway, uh, let's do this right now. If they have those readies, put up, uh, have those readies. If, if you have those ready, put up the first confession. And There we go. It says, we walk in the full manifestation of our inheritance in Christ. So see right here in this one, we're saying, I know that God has a manifestation for me. And we're gonna walk in the fullness of it in the anointed one. Like it's not by me, it's through him, right? There is a full inheritance. Uh, if you look in Ephesians 1, there is an inheritance for us now, and in Jesus' name, I don't yeah. just know about it, I walk in it. Yeah. So you can see this this confession, it's strong. It's saying, I know it's there, I have it now, it's manifesting now, and I'm walking it out, and it's all empowered by Christ. So yeah. I love I love that. We walk in the full manifestation of our inheritance in Christ. Okay, the second one. We are out of debt and carry a debt-canceling anointing. Yeah. We flow in supernatural abundance for every good work. Yeah. So we recognize that not only are we uh, supposed to live to the full, but we're walking in an anointing to cancel debt, right? Yeah. We're walking in an anointing to see that debt erased in the people around us, and we flow in supernatural abundance for every good work, like 2 Corinthians 9 uh, says. This needs to be our reality. Okay, next one. We have divine health in our bodies now, and we carry an anointing for supernatural healing. So you can see here, we have an inheritance, a full inheritance. Mm -hmm. We have divine health. We have supernatural abundance. All of these things were provided in Christ We're confessing them, and we're confessing that they're manifesting not just out there. We have them, right? We have divine health in our bodies now, and we carry an anointing for supernatural healing, okay? That's right. Next one. Every weapon formed against us is exposed, will not prosper, and is destroyed. So here you see the gift of protection that God has given us. Every weapon, not just some of them, every single one of them, every weapon formed against us is exposed. Yeah. We'll see it, all right? The light yeah. will shine on that, uh, and then it says, will not prosper, in other words, but it will be destroyed. Uh, Jesus says, uh, or the word says that Jesus was manifested for this reason, to destroy the works of the devil. So yeah. I don't want the, the weapons of the enemy just exposed, I don't want them uh, just not prospering. I want to destroy them. I want right. to take it to the last part that, yep. that God wants us to take it to, and we need to have faith for that. All right, now let's look at the next one. It says, we walk in the fullness. Now we're looking at what I need to do. Mm-hmm. We've looked at what God did and yeah. what we're receiving and what, how he handled the devil, right? So yeah. what God gave us and the basis of what God gave us and what we are receiving then, how to handle the devil, and now we're looking at what do I need to do? I'm confessing who I should be in Christ. I walk in the fullness of faith, hope, and love. So I'm in belief, I'm in trust of him, I'm in joyful, confident expectation of hope. I'm walking out every article of love in my life Next thing, I win souls. That's the whole purpose for why we're here in this time. We love righteousness going into Hebrews chapter 1, verse 8 and 9. We love righteousness, hate sin, walk in holiness, and are anointed by God. So this is a confession of responsibility. All right, let's look at the next one. We keep increasing. So uh, this is another thing. I'm not just standing still. I'm mm-hmm. moving forward. We keep increasing in wisdom yeah. and stature, which means maturity, mm-hmm. and in favor with God and men and yeah. man. So I'm not just growing in favor with God alone. No, I'm growing with favor to everybody that's around me, and I'm mm-hmm. believing because Jesus did this in uh, Luke two fifty two. Yeah. But we don't stop increasing. We keep increasing. We keep increasing. We keep increasing. So you can see that these confessions are really uh, directing us where we need to be. That's why we have them on a regular basis. And then the last one is, and the struggle is over. Now, God says that you come to me and my yoke is easy and light. It's not a struggle. It's not hard and heavy. The struggle is over. And so then we've added on for this year, it's our year of multiplied increase. So you can see that these confessions really will work towards a full life in Christ, and that's where we want to stay. Amen? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. What have y'all seen? Amen. Levi's been posting these for himself in in the comments. That's That's awesome. awesome. He said, my struggle is over. That's right, Levi. Amen.
1: Yeah. Well, what really stood out to me was what I shared yesterday in that it's not, My confessions, the power behind my confessions has nothing to do with me, nothing at all. So I don't have to you know, work to put my faith in, well, because I've been good, because I've really been trying, that's why I can have faith. And it was so hard for me for so long to have faith in what I said and faith in backing up my words because I thought it all was on me. And so every time I would do it, I would have every instance where I had messed up big or small, playing through my head. And I was like, well, you know, I'm the healed of the Lord, but I i probably did something to make me feel this sick. So it's probably, right. I probably, you know, God worked, but I just worked against him probably in some way. And I earned this and I deserve this. And it was terrible. It was horrible for me to try to have faith and confess for myself healing, just yeah. for instance, and or anything else and so it really broke free with me having the revelation of righteousness, having yes. that revelation not just like in in life in general but specifically revelation of righteousness dealing with confessions. Yeah. Because that gave power behind my words not just for healing for me, yeah. but for me when I pray over people that I know that there was someone who just asked for prayer the other day and they had a very serious issue. Uh, with the doctors that the doctors were saying, and they asked for prayer. And as I was praying, there was a boldness that came over me, not because I've done everything right, not because I had even done everything right that day, but I knew it was done. I knew that person was healed, not because of me, but yeah. because he has given me the power. yeah, and they believed he would heal them. I knew he would. and I yeah. knew he did in that moment. and it wasn't it it was completely different than it had been. Because I knew the righteousness, I knew the power he had given my words.
0: Yeah, yeah, amen, amen. Our righteousness plays into confession huge. It it is a very, very vital and big piece of our confession because you're not confessing from your self-righteousness or how much you did it right or did it wrong you're confessing from where Jesus did it right yeah. and that's that's yeah. our inheritance that's where our inheritance is held yeah. where moth and rust can't destroy it is in Christ and yeah. in his righteousness so yeah. when we have a revelation of his righteousness and we speak those things things really change so yeah.
2: yeah yeah what what's been sticking out to me a lot has been the just the reality that uh we want to say what he says yeah, you know, we want to confess what he says, and yeah. I don't like part part of the reason why like I want to be intentional with my confessions is because mm-hmm. I want my words to honor and glorify him. I want the things yeah. that I say yeah. to point to him, you know, yeah. to point to yeah. his yeah. goodness and his nature. Yeah. You know, if I if I'm saying the opposite of what he said, I'm not honoring him. You know, yeah, I'm not. I'm not, or or at least I'm not even showing the people around me that he's on worth worth.
1: Right. Modern, yeah. you know? So
2: yeah. I want to be able to, I want to say the things that he's saying. I want to, yes. like, you know, Jesus said only what he heard the father mm-hmm. say. Um, but you even see that in, in Mark 11, I think it's Mark 11, you know, when he said, have faith in God, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so like, because the disciples were coming to him, hey, Jesus, that fig tree that you cursed died. You know, he's like, right. have faith in God. He said, yeah. not yeah. necessarily faith in his words, but have faith in God. And and then he goes on to say, for uh, if you have faith the side of a mushroom you can say you can confess you yes. know, to this mountain be yeah. moved from here to there what's the whole context he's saying what the Father is saying yes. yeah. and yeah. he knows that he and, and believe you ever see then you will have what whatever you say so yeah. you know or mm-hmm. whatever he will have whatever he says well whatever who says whatever god says and whatever yeah. you say That's backing right. up what god's already said yeah. so when i'm confessing what god has said over my body over my mind when i'm yes. confessing what god has said over my family, or over a situation. Like, uh, what I'm doing is I'm honoring and I'm glorifying God by speaking what he's already said about the situation.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because that's where my faith is. Well, you you bring up a point that I've actually wanted to cover for the last couple of days. And, you know, when we did the confessions the first day, I didn't know that we'd be on it for at least three (laughs) days. But it doesn't surprise me because the Lord was kind of leading me into, you need to do a series about, confession. And so one of the things that you look at with confessions is, and and this is one of the hurdles that I think a lot of people have to jump over, is, well, I don't want to lie, right? And so the devil, and think about this now, because what you're actually saying is, and what God's telling us to do, is I want you to confess the truth over the fact, right? Right. The truth Always supersedes the fact. Unless you believe in the fact, if you by your own authority believe in the fact over the truth, then you'll have the fact, you know, in general speech. But if you'll believe the truth over the fact, then you'll have the truth. The difference between the truth and the fact is, uh, you know, a (laughs) truth can be a fact, but a fact doesn't have to be the truth. The yeah. truth will always set you free. It will break you out of bondage. Any facts that put you in bondage is not the truth, right? Yeah. Uh in in a big picture sense of that. So one of the things that it, it's so it's so devious of the devil to say to somebody who wants to do good, this is such a devious deception. And this is why we need like Ephesians 4 to be planted in the body and have anointed spiritual leaders because it shows us that they'll teach us uh, about the doctrines and not be blown around by every wind of doctrine, right? And so how devious is it for the devil to prey on your goodness to not want to lie, but then he he deceives in saying that the lie is actually the truth? And so it's like we feel like we're lying if we say the truth over yeah. the fact. You know, yeah. He, yeah. He's saying that that yeah. fact is the truth. Yeah. And that's, of course, what he does. But in other words, he's trying to get us to believe that the fact is the real truth. Yeah. And, and he's trying to get us to do the wrong thing and speak the wrong thing and speak against God by by speaking what we see. Of course, mm-hmm. faith is not by what we see. Faith mm-hmm. is what we believe in yeah. based off of what God has said. Yeah. So, for example, I was actually dealing with this years ago. Years ago, and, and the Lord said, I said, Lord, I don't want to lie. Like if I'm sitting there and, and I have a runny nose or a broken arm or something like that, and I'm believing for healing, yeah. for me to say that I'm healed is seems to me like I'm lying when I'm actually my nose is running, right? Yeah. When when my nose is running or my arm still broke and not yeah. healed, you know, yeah. it seems like I'm lying. And the Lord said this to me. He said, "Well, was Jesus a liar?" He said, "Was Jesus a liar?" And I went, I went, no. He said, "Bless you." <laughs> uh, he said, "Was Jesus a liar?" I said, "No," and uh, he said. Well, then what did he do when the little girl had died
1: Yeah,
0: and and he said she's sleeping? He mm-hmm. said, if that was the case, he would have been lying. Yeah. So he wasn't lying. And well, yeah. that right there, that little bit of doctrine helped me out because I went, okay, when he said yeah. that she was sleeping, when she had died in the flesh,
1: yeah.
0: he wasn't lying. In other words... He was speaking a higher truth, right? He was speaking a higher fact, so to speak. In other words, there's facts and there's higher ones and lower ones. He just chose to see the higher truth over the lower fact, and he spoke that, and that's what empowered her to rise up from the dead because of his confession. He lined himself up with what God was saying. God was saying, no, she's not done she's, yeah. she's alive. She's about to wake up right now. Yeah. She's yeah. just sleeping. Now, what's interesting in that is, well, you could you could argue that, well, maybe she was just asleep. And he knew that by like word of knowledge, right? Yeah. She's not dead. She's just asleep. Yeah. And that's, that's an argument there. Yeah. But the problem with that is,
2: sorry,
0: you know, the problem with that is, the people laughed him to scorn, yeah. right? They yeah. knew, and it even says, they knew she yeah. was dead. you so said he, the same thing about Lazarus too. Yeah, he's right. He's yeah. sleeping. He's sleeping. He's dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's sleeping. And, and yeah. that was terminology yeah. that they used. He sleeps. Yeah. It, that is terminology that they would use for yeah. somebody being yeah. dead. But that's not what he was saying because he was showing the contradiction. She's not dead. She's yeah. She's sleeping. Yeah. And yeah. they laughed him to scorn, and you can see that he was contradicting what the facts of what yeah. they were saying yeah. and they were so aware of that the fact that she had physically died they yeah. laughed him to scorn yeah. right they they yeah. laughed him to scorn so he literally said here's the fact but I'm not I'm going to speak the higher truth yeah. she's sleeping and she's about right. in other words she's about to wake up that's yeah. what he yeah. was saying she's yeah. about to wake up and they yeah. laughed him to scorn and yeah. he never lied. No, he spoke a higher truth. So if I'm sitting there with a runny nose, I'm sitting there with with an arm that has been broken or whatever, and I say, I'm the healed of the Lord. Yeah. I'm not denying that there's a problem being overcome, but I'm speaking the higher truth over yeah. that problem so that the spiritual root can be fixed so that the physical fruit can come to pass. Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what 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 keeps coming to me is just going back to uh, the power of the reason why we want to say good confessions because we want to honor and glorify God in it. Yeah. yeah. And um, and you know, one of the things that was just coming to me is how you know, like you're talking about facts over truth, truth over facts. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and sometimes we try to put the facts over the truth. Yeah. And, and that com- that comes out in confession. Like I, like this this is what just was coming to me is oh I. I have depression, I have right. anxiety, oh, I have COVID, I right. have, I have yeah. dementia, Whatever. I have, you know, you can say, yeah. I yeah. am, but then it gets worse whenever you start claiming that as your identity, yeah. I am depressed, I yeah. am sick, you know, Right. like... And, and that's completely contradicting the I am the righteousness of God in yeah. Christ, That's right. Know? That's and right. And so yeah. and so if yeah. I if I want my confessions to line up with God, you know, oh I've had these symptoms, or I am deaf, I am blind, or you know. Yes. Like like even even like with, with my ear. I'm not gonna say I'm i I'm deaf in my right ear. I'll say like I had, had, you know, those opportunities. Yes. Yeah. It's in the past because it's not who I am. I'm not that's deaf. right. That's not yeah. who I am. And um so the reality is this God said I am healed. So that's yes. what I am, you know, yes. Yes. because my words are going to glorify him. I am yeah. healed. You know? That's right. I have strong ears. The Bible says, he who has ears, let him hear. I have an ear and it's yeah. ears, you know, like, yeah. so I'm going to speak that out.
0: Well, think about this. Is Christ sick? No. no. Is Is he sitting in heaven with a broken arm? No. no. You may have experienced that on the earth, but you don't have to stay there, exactly. right? Yeah. Yeah. He is not sick. He is not broken. Mm-hmm. He has lack in no way. And why is that? The reason why he's not sick is because there's no curse in him. There's no curse in him. There's no curse in his world. And see, sickness came, sickness was non-existent. Sickness was non-existent until the curse came from sin. So when you deal with sin, then you deal with sickness. In other words... One time I did a a message, and I'll I'll do it again, is I had like a jacket, and the jacket was called sin. And then you have like coat hangers, and the coat hangers would hang on sin, and it would be sickness and poverty and and, uh, destruction, all of those that was hanging on the curse of sin. But if you remove that jacket, all of that stuff should fall off of us in that way. So part of the reason it's very important what you said Part of the reason why sickness and disease and all of these things hangs on people is they don't have a revelation of their righteousness in Christ. They still are looking at their life as the sinful thoughts that their flesh tried to tell them this morning, Mm -hmm. telling them that they're sinful. But that's not the real them. Their righteousness, they've been made the righteousness of God in Christ. Mm -hmm. And so when they look at their reality of righteousness in Christ, instead of looking at the reality of what their sinful flesh is trying to tell them, they will identify with that and believe that no, Christ isn't sick, I'm not sick. Christ isn't sinful, I'm not sinful. They'll believe that. It will empower them to do that. There's no way this can sit in my life. And I really got it some years ago. It was like, this is illegal to continue in my life. It is breaking a law. If I'm the righteousness of God in Christ, this is illegal to sit in my life, and I'm in the wrong for allowing it, right? I'm in the wrong for allowing this to sit here. And then that righteous indignation. In other words, I get an anger that comes from righteousness because I know what's being perpetrated is not right. And that that righteous indignation will come. Well, this is where our confessions come into line because as we confess those things from righteousness and from our inheritance we start to believe them we start to set a precedent of what is the default yeah. and when the devil tries to come in with his lies and deception and hang some curse on you when you are redeemed from the curse yeah. you you wake up to it and you're like no this doesn't belong this is illegal this should not be in my life no way it can't happen right and yeah. it, and it's not you're not just ignoring it you actually know the laws. You know the legalities of it, right. and you recognize this is not proper. Yeah. Confessions help us to, to have that. And, and what yeah. we're actually saying is what the reality is in the spirit, which yeah. is yeah. the root yeah so uh people that don't that think that they're lying when they're confessing something like that they really don't understand what's the priority and what's the real reality of yeah. the spiritual world they 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 become so focused on the physical world that the physical world is their reality yeah. instead of things of the spirit
2: yeah. Uh, yeah and you got people that'll say like I just say it the way it is like yeah. that's something noble and yeah biblical. right or like I just say whatever comes to my mind like well, the Bible says where there's many words then abound. So, you know, you don't, yeah. that's not something that you want to, like, be, be proud of. No, um, not yeah. at all. But, but again, like, I want my words to, to glorify God. And what you were just saying, that righteous indignation, it reminded me of a story from Jonathan Shuttlesworth. He was talking about how he was at a baseball game or something mm-hmm. like that. And they were, like, talking, like, they were having, like, a little presentation saying about, you know, cancer or, like, I don't know if it was, like, the Breast Cancer Society yeah. or whatever. But they were talking, they were like, everyone just repeat after me. Say, some, either myself or someone I love is going to die of cancer. Oh, my like gosh. That, you know? And he said, neither me nor anyone <laughs> close to me will die of cancer. And the guy next to him says, I like that one better. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But... But it, it's like they they were yeah. just trying to make people aware that, you know, it's such a reality or whatever.
0: But no, that's but no, that's straight uh, devil. Yeah. It is. Straight yeah. devil. And people are, because it makes them feel good in yeah. their flesh. Yeah. That is straight demonic. And those mm-hmm. are the doctrines that people yeah. are falling for. And it's not, yeah. yo, no.
1: no. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've like, I felt something so small, like, um, like, just a sniffle or something, or even like, just like being a little bit uh, confused about something. And I've said like, yeah, that was an irritating situation. And I, and I've gotten more irritated instantly after I said that, even though I wasn't irritated before, as soon as I, I was just confused about something. I said, yeah, that was an irritating situation. And then instantly I felt more irritated than I was before. Or like, I like just had like a slight headache and I would tell someone like, man, I've just got a headache right now. And then it got worse. And there's like, there's so much power and we've got to clean that up. (laughs) Because like we've been reading, you know, like we've been seeing in the Bible the past couple days, it's, we can't have the fullness of the kingdom of God. We can't be all that God has called us to be without cleaning up our speech. And it just, as I've been studying this out, it's just been resonating out of my spirit. Like we've got to grow up. We can't keep living. Well, I'm just going to speak how I want to. And I'm going to say these things because I want to. Right. That's that's what a little kid does, yeah. you know? And if if you're going to be a little kid, if we're going to be a little kid, then we've got to know there are consequences like yes. that. If we're going to act like that, we can't be all that God yeah. has called us to be. We can't. Touch the lives that God mm-hmm. has called us to. And it's it's really just time to grow up. Yeah. We, can, we can choose to live like a kid and just I'm going to do whatever I want to. Or we can choose that I'm going to be a disciplined person after yeah. the heart of God. Yeah. Yeah. Doing what he's told me to be. Yeah. I'm going to grow up and do what he has told me yeah. to do. And that is cleaning up how I talk. Yeah. Cleaning yeah. up what I say. Confessing the word of God over my yeah. life whether I feel like it or not.
0: Yeah, amen. Hannah said uh, she had a prayer night one night. She had a headache. Mm-hmm. And she started thinking, my head doesn't hurt, and the pain subsi- subsided. Would thoughts be just as important as the confession? Well, you see that thoughts are very, very important. Yeah. You know, as a man thinks, thinketh, so is he. So, yeah. so thoughts are very important. Uh, mm-hmm. But what I would do is I would finish that by even confessing that. In other words, say, no, I don't. I am yeah. healed of this headache. This headache is not mine, I reject it, I refuse it i would I would actually speak that along with thinking that and meditating in other words, I'd be meditating on the healing that is mine, not the pain that's trying to come in in that way yeah. uh, It's important for us to do that so in other words, don't just stop at thoughts, move to confession Can I ask
2: a quick question it's related, but can the devil hear your
0: thoughts no.
2: So he, but he can hear your. Confusion. That's correct. Yeah. So how would he know that?
0: Yeah. To go
2: if you don't speak
0: it. That's right. Well, and you'll here. Here's another thing too: is if we're hidden in Christ and we're speaking the words of God, He doesn't know who's speaking it. You know. So we have this idea. You know, think about when we're covered in the glory. That was part of like Adam and Eve. You know, in the yeah. garden being covered with the glory. When we're covered in the glory and we speak like Jesus speaks it's hard for him to tell, like, who's doing the speaking here. Yeah. You, you see what I'm saying? And uh, because Jesus' voice comes through us when we allow it to, when our words become his words. Yeah. And uh, so it, it's part of that. I'm not saying that, you know, he can't see in the flesh or anything like that. I'm just saying that it, we need to look like Christ, sound like Christ, act like Christ, and quit making the difference between in what we say. Yeah. You know, Christ wouldn't say somebody I know or, or, you know, somebody in my family or somebody I know is going to die from cancer. He would never say that. Yeah. He would He would say, I am the resurrection and the life. Yeah. They yeah. can be healed, you yeah. know. This is how he would speak, you yeah. know. Uh, well, I know he'll raise in the resurrection. He'll be glorious. He'd say, I am the resurrection. And and we are like Christ. We're carrying that same uh, part of yeah. our inheritance in Ephesians 1 is that same resurrection yeah. power. Right. It's the same resurrection power. Yeah. It's that inheritance that raised Christ from the dead. So where Jesus was the resurrection and life, we're carrying that too. Yeah. That is truth. Yeah. And now I get it that you've not seen it modeled very often, but that doesn't make it not true, you know. It's God's looking for somebody who will model it, who will live those things out. And so as we look at working our confessions, I want us to look at a couple of passages. The first one is James chapter 3. And this is uh, talking about the tongue and talking about confession. Now, if you remember back in James chapter 1, verse 26, he says, it, and me paraphrasing, if you don't control what you say, your religion is worthless. It has no value. So your belief, your belief system is worthless. Mm-hmm. But in James 3, and it starts here in verse 1, and it says, Let not many of you become teachers, my brethren, knowing that as such we will incur a stricter judgment. Now this is a very interesting verse at the beginning of what he's about to say. Like this doesn't seem to be anything uh, connected to what he's about to say, because he goes from there into what we're talking about and what we're saying. Yeah. Now here, here's here's the point though. If he just said this, then I'm kind of looking around to see what does this refer to. Yeah. yeah. And one of the things that he's referring to is what's coming next about controlling our speech. Yeah. And so, now watch this. I think one of the things that he's very clearly saying is, if you don't even know how to control your speech, the last thing you need to be doing <laughs> is teaching people. Yeah. Like, you're going you're gonna to yeah. bring a stricter judgment. Now, but you take that, yeah. you take that thought, and you think about it. How many people are teaching in the name of God, quote unquote, that have no idea about confessions, or yes. even will talk bad about it? Yeah. yeah. Think about that. And and this is the verse that's connected to. Don't be a teacher. Yeah. yeah. It's like man, if yeah. ever there was something where I needed to pay attention, this would mm-hmm. be it. And don't yes. if I don't have a revelation of this, don't be teaching. Yeah. All right. So then he says, verse two. For we all stumble in many ways. Now, obviously, that's talking about the flesh. Okay, mm-hmm. we know that because your spirit is made new in the righteousness of God in Christ. So this is a flesh, uh, this is a flesh uh, statement here, talking yeah. about the flesh man. Now, what I want you to see is you're going to see several statements in here that you have to read the whole passage in context to get a hold of it. That's one of them. For we all stumble in many ways. If anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able to bridle the whole body as well. Now, now watch it. I'm going to just tell you in advance, he's saying this because this is what you can attain. You can move to the place where you're not speaking wrongly. He says it. That's the whole point of this passage. He's not saying it's unattainable. He's saying it's attainable. But he says, and if you attain it, he says, you'll be able to bridle your whole body. Mm -hmm. You'll be able to put your whole flesh under submission to the things of God. So that's a powerful promise here. Then he says, now, if we put the bit in the horse's mouth so that they will obey us, we direct their entire body as well. In other words that bit in their mouth can control this whole uh, body of this animal that is a huge animal, a very heavy, very powerful, but you'll be able to direct this whole body with this small bit. He says, look at the ships also. Though they are so great and are driven by strong winds, they are still directed by a very small rudder. Watch this wherever the inclination of the pilot desires. In other words, because he's going to liken that rudder and the bit to the tongue. In other words, the rider or the pilot is the person in control. Now, we ultimately make the choice, but what we should do is yield the control of our speech to Christ, to the word. We should say, What God says. If we made that choice, if we've not made that choice, then we'll steer the ship or still steer the ride towards ungodliness. But if we speak godliness, it'll steer the ship towards godliness, right? But it's amazing that this small thing directs this powerful thing.
1: Yeah.
0: But there is the pilot or the ship's captain. That, or the rider that decides they will control the bit, control the rudder. And what he's telling us is you, we need to make the choice to speak properly, to confess properly what God says. Verse 5, so also the tongue is a small part of the body, and yet it boasts of great things. In other words, it, it can do big things. See how great a forest is set aflame by such a small fire. You, you know, how big is the initial flame that becomes a forest fire? Just a, just a small flame, just a spark. Yeah. That's all. But that one little spark caused something great, and so is the tongue. Yeah. And the tongue is a fire, the very world of iniquity. Now, he's talking about the flesh tongue. In other words, he's talking about a tongue who, who's being driven by someone whose mind is not renewed, their words are not renewed. He's talking about the tongue who is, is allowing uh, the fire of the curse of the world to come through it, and it is the world of iniquity according to somebody who's operating by the flesh. The tongue is set among our members as that which defiles the entire body and sets on fire the course of our life and is set on fire by hell. Well, (laughs) all right. In other words, now, what should we take out of that? What we should take out of that is, well, you're just talking about semantics. You know, uh, tomato, tomato, it's just a small thing. No, that's exactly the opposite of what he's saying. But can you see how the devil will even teach a society? No, it's not. It, it, what you say doesn't matter. Words don't hurt you, you know, that kind of stuff. That, this is the exact opposite of what Scripture is telling us. It, scripture is telling us, no, major problems, major problems come from the tongue, yeah. all right? Yeah. It says, verse 7, for every species of beast and birds and reptiles and creatures of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by the human race. But no one can tame the tongue. It is a restless, evil, and full of deadly poison. Now, this is one of those places where I say that you need to read the full, the full context of it. Don't just stop in that one statement. What he's saying is, if you don't apply the supernatural yeah. power of Christ... Watch this. No person by their flesh can tame it. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: You see that? The whole, the whole point so far has been a flesh walk. If you're walking by the flesh, you can't tame the tongue yeah. use, utilizing just your flesh yeah. or just utilizing logic. Yeah. You have to go after God. So when we're working our confession, yeah. the, one of the first things that we want to do is recognize that we tame the tongue by the spirit. Put that yeah. in the comments. We tame our tongue by the Spirit of God. With it, with the tongue, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the likeness of God. Well, there we learn something should we curse people. You know, shouldn't we speak bad and ill of them? No, that person's been made in the image and likeness of God. God loves them. He has a purpose for their life, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so we shouldn't just be cursing people. Our tongue our, and our words are important. And even if somebody's causing you a big, big problem, you're, you are, should be very slow to come against that person yeah. with your words. Yeah. All right? It says, from the same mouth come both blessing and cursing. And then he, you see this. My brethren, these things ought not to be this way. So right here you have the Holy Ghost saying this is wrong and should change.
1: Yeah. In other words,
0: you can't overcome the evil of the tongue just by yourself, but don't think that this should stay the same way. You should fix this because you want to steer your life in the way that you should. All right, He says, does a fountain send out the same uh, opening of?" Uh, from the same opening, both fresh and bitter water? No, it should be the same. It should be fresh or bitter, but it shouldn't be a mixture of those things. And that's what he's saying about our mouth. He's saying, listen, by the Holy Spirit, allow the Holy Spirit to empower you. Allow the Holy Spirit to empower you to just speak the words of God, not the words of God and the words of hell, just the words of God. 12, can a fig tree, my brethren, produce olives or a vine produce figs, nor can salt water produce fresh, and then it goes into you have wisdom from above. now the next section talks about receiving wisdom from God. This is how you move into you move into speaking the right things, you allow the wisdom of God to wash uh, wash ourselves, washing of the water of the word, the wisdom of God uh, to renew our minds, to transform our thinking, not be conformed or pressed into uh, the form of the world, of a corrupted world, but we let the wisdom of God and the moving of the Holy Spirit to transform our thinking and therefore transform, transform our mouth and yeah. transform our confession. Of yeah. course, what we said earlier is, Um, as a man thinks, so is he. But he also says, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you want to change, can you change what your mouth is speaking simply by just the flesh? No, if you want to get it into godliness, you have to have a heart change. You have to get the wisdom of God, let the Holy Spirit show you and open up revelation to you, and then out of your belief in your heart, your mouth will start speaking those things. And that's yeah. what happened like in that story that you told of Jonathan. In that story, he couldn't, he couldn't sit there. That When they said, speak this way, his heart said, no, no way. I'm not yeah. speaking like that yeah. because that is not who I am. That is not the righteousness of God in Christ. That's not who Christ mm-hmm. is. Christ isn't sick. You know, I'm not sick. You know, yeah. no, I cannot, will not, must not speak that way. Yeah. And out of his heart yeah. came yeah. the words of God.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and the Holy Spirit will yeah. help. Like like you were just saying, he'll help kind of train you in that way so you don't have to, like, because like, I got to a place where I had, where I first had the revelation of this where I was like, I I don't know anything I can no. say. Like, I don't want to say, accidentally say something that was bad and not know it, yeah. and I got I let it lead me into a place of fear for a yeah. little bit. And what Holy Spirit said and it's proven to be true, obviously, is that He'll guide. Yeah. And there's been times like just recently, there was something I was saying that He's just been checking me on. I was like, oh, I need to just stop saying that, and yeah. I didn't know why. And He's been showing me, hey, this is why, this yes. is why, yes. and so you don't have to worry about, you know, do. Knowing everything, like yeah. i I didn't know why you know several things that I was saying were wrong, but he does yes, and he'll yeah he'll die and we've got to yeah. trust him in that
0: he'll put a check in your heart yeah. like that's not the right thing to say yeah. he'll show you that yeah so, you know one of the things that I've found and we've watched this over and over again, like for example, the numbers today they're watching have been lower this is this is a, a big mistake in the body of Christ mm-hmm. there's a big, big mistake is people will see something. People want magical, right? They want it to be magical, and they don't want to do the work. They don't want to do the work. They don't want to fix the little thing. Or they'll say, oh, no, I know how to do that. But see, even the revelations that we have, even the revelations that we have, we need to continue in those revelations. That's why he says, meditate on my word day and night. Yeah. And then as you continue in it, you will make your way prosperous and yeah. you'll, you'll succeed and make your way successful. One of the things that I watch people do is they feel like they have a revelation, but then they don't circle back around to those revelations and feed those revelations. And so what happens is they get revelation and they work, but then they leak. And in a corrupted world, the dirt of the world starts to gather on it and pull that revelation down. Yeah. Before you know it, they're confessing death again because they're in a world that has that's dirty, that's corrupted, and it pulls it down. And so people will get a revelation, and say, I know, I know what that is, but they yeah. won't continue. Remember, he says, continue in my yeah. word, continue in my word and you will know the truth. In other words, don't just get the word once. You continue in his yeah. word. Don't get weary in well-doing. It's, it is, like Levi said, those small foxes that ruin the vine. Yeah. And so you'll see people that, you'll see a topic like this. This should be a topic that every believer say, I need to brush up on that. But mm-hmm. instead of saying, I need to brush up on it, they'll just pass over it. Yeah. And instead of that, I watch it all the time. Some of yeah. the most important elements yeah. to their Christian walk and to being yeah. an overcomer, they won't watch. Yeah. They won't. They'll They'll say, I've heard this before. They check out, right? Mm-hmm. And And these are the elements that change their life. We just right. said, what is... Confessions yesterday change. It changes everything. It is connected to everything. And we have to brush up on it. We have to keep it fresh. That word needs to be alive today. You know, he didn't say live off of the revelation that you got two months ago. Mm -hmm. He said fresh daily bread. Every day there should be fresh daily bread. And so I encourage believers, like everybody that's here now, you're watching. You're here. You're listening to it. But this is something that there will be probably an element in the future where you're like, I don't need to listen to that today. And no, that's the moment. The moment you have that thought is generally the moment you need to press into it because yes. that's getting weary and well-doing and not staying current right. in those revelations. You know, Think, right. Let me just give you an idea of this. If I drop my study and my meditation on healing and miracles Mm. and the power of God, we will see a decline in the power that's released in Boomerang. As I put that in, if I ever notice that the power of God is waning and and getting smaller, less manifestation, I instantly go and I start meditating on the book of Acts. I start looking at scriptures on the power of God, at the inheritance that I have, and to keep that yeah. power flowing and keep that expectation. Yeah. Well, this is one of those things that's easily overlooked because we don't, we haven't seen how powerful it is. Did you yeah. see just in James three how powerful confessions are and what yeah. we say are and how he says like you shouldn't even be teaching if you don't know this, right? Mm-hmm. That's basically what he says. If yeah. you don't understand this, you'll need to need to be teaching. Yeah. And yet, people will overlook it. They won't, they're not willing to put in the work. Yeah. You know, and the Lord said this to me years ago He said, I'm looking for people that will do the right things for long periods of time. Right. And what He was saying to me, remember, He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him, not just seek Him one time, but yeah. diligently seek Him. They're going after Him and after Him and after Him. These are the type moments where you find somebody really grows into what God's calling them to be, or they just remain average. How many of you guys want to remain average? How many? Answer me in the comments. How many want to remain average? My guess is, you know, if you're here, almost none of you. But in order to not remain average, Mm -hmm. you have to do the work, You have to do the work of, of faith. You have to commit those actions to it. That means you refresh yourself on things like this. Yeah. This is an area that many people lose and they don't get, and they don't understand why life isn't working the way it is. It, yeah. It's Jesus did. He paid the price for us to be able to do to be diligent. Put that in the mm-hmm. comments. Jesus paid the price for me to be empowered to be diligent. Yeah. Right? To tell my flesh, no when it's bored. Yeah. To say yes to something my flesh doesn't want to do. He paid the price for me to be empowered to be diligent. This Mm -hmm. this is a meme I want out. I had another one yesterday. I hope y'all made notes of it. It, it, Jesus paid the price for us to be empowered to be diligent. Right? and we need to employ that diligence and stop making excuses for our flesh. Yeah. This is where the battle's being lost by so many people is because they're not paying attention to the areas they need to be diligent in and when somebody calls them on it like I'm calling anybody who may ever listen to this message including myself they don't like it. Yeah. They don't like being called on that, and that's their problem. That's what's not getting them over is because they don't like the discipline of the Lord to mm-hmm. be diligent. And this is this is one of those areas where we need to fix this as yeah. the body of Christ. Yeah. So we have to. This confession is such a big thing. But I yeah. watch people all the time. You know, it's, that's what Brother Hagen was saying. He said, "All of you are riding the coattails of this move of God." He said, but my ministry will last because I basically what he's saying is I will work faith.
2: Yeah. A part
0: of working our faith is being diligent in our confessions. Yeah. Yeah. If you are trying to believe God, but you're letting your confession slip, eventually your faith will not work the way it's supposed to. Yeah. Right? Your confessions are very important. I'm not talking about being legalistic with it. Yeah. I'm talking about meditating on it, getting revelation of it, brushing up on that revelation, yeah. and keeping those confessions yeah. uh, as a part of your conviction. I'm convicted to speak the right things and not have any idle words. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well,
2: what's coming to me, and you've kind of already alluded to this anyway, but um, uh, when in Joshua 1.8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. So there's the confession yes, right there, yes. yeah, not depart from your mouth. That's where he started in this. Yes. You know, yeah. This is God speaking to Joshua, Yes. basically leading up to, and if you do this, you'll be prosperous and successful mm-hmm. in all that you Correct. do. Correct, yeah. So he yeah. says, let this book of the law not depart from your mouth. So again, what is he saying? He's speaking what God said. Yeah. So keep talking and keep saying what God said. Yeah. And then he says, but you, but you shall meditate on it day and night. Uh, so, that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good good success. So, he's literally mm-hmm. saying meditate on it, think on it, bring it back up, yes. listen to yeah. it again, rewatch yeah. it, re listen to the broadcast. Like, it's not yeah. like, oh, I already listened to that one, I don't have to listen to it again. No, keep he's yeah. meditating on it, yeah. keep bringing it into your spirit, because yes. that's how you renew your mind. Yes. You renew your mind by hearing the word of God over and over again. That's, that's where correct. the renewing comes. That's correct. When you hear just what the world's saying over and over again, you'll get caught up in that deception, and that's when people begin to just confess, well, this is how it's always been. This is how yes. it always will be. This yes. is yeah. who I am. This is, And you you can see, like, if people do that long enough, even believers, they can get a demonic stronghold where we yes. can say God doesn't want you depressed, but they'll fight for their depression. Like, yes. no, this is who I am. You correct. can't yeah. tell me because... 'Cause like I can't help it and like they'll hold on to bondage. They'll hold yeah. on because they've been confessing this is who I am. This is what I have. This is
0: just my reality. And So they'll never have freedom that God wants them yeah. to have. Yeah.
2: yeah. I was I was listening to Dr. Mark Barclay today and um and he was saying, You would be surprised how many people fight for sickness, fight yes. fight yeah. to yes. hold on to their poverty, fight to hold on to those things. And it's because they've that's all they've heard and meditated on and listened to, and that's all they've been confessing for so long. That if a right. preacher comes in and says, yes. "No, God wants you free and healed and prosperous," they'll fight to hold on to their bondage. Yeah, and yeah. It, that yeah. like I've used that as a clear sign of of there's some kind of demonic root to it.
1: Yeah, if someone yeah. would
2: hold on to something that's yes. that's actually holding them bondage, you can tell that there's something demonic there. Yeah, but uh, but but right here, you see you see he's saying this will cause you to prosper. This will cause you to succeed. Speak the word of God. Speak yes. it out. Yeah. Meditate on it. Come back to it over and over again. Don't let it depart from your sight. Let it be on your yeah. mouth. Let it be on your eyes, and then you'll prosper and succeed. Yeah. yeah.
0: Marky Mark, said this, how mm-hmm. do you confess the word regularly without turning it into a price to be paid or a legalism? Um, You know, ultimately, your confession is not just turning your word. It's not just the legalistic nature of turning your words. It's turning your heart. Uh, So when you focus on mind renewal to the things of God, your words will change naturally. But in the meantime, you catch yourself if you speak something that's not right. So ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, show me if I spe- speak the, r- the wrong thing. And then when he yeah. shows you that, then you can ask, what is the proper uh, renewal of my mind for me to get revelation of to change that confession, yeah. and what should that confession be? And as you ask, in other words, it's not, it's not I'm, Jesus is empowering me to get revelation. He's empowering yeah. me with the grace to get revelation to change my heart, to change my confession. It's not simple. Again, it goes back to James 3 when it says, no man can tame the tongue. So we're not talking about taming our tongue simply by uh, marking down and checking the box Mm -hmm. every time we get it right. We're talking about taming our tongue by allowing the wisdom of God to flow through the grace of the Holy Ghost to renew our mind and change our heart so that out of the heart my mouth is speaking correctly. So it's an ongoing process of mind renewal and action of speaking those right things, not, did I say that right? Did I say this right? Did I say that right? Did I say that right? You know, it's not that legalistic nature of just doing it by the flesh. No, we're doing it by the Spirit. So, yeah, amen. Hannah asked something, but.
1: She said, if we don't. If we don't know they are bondages, how will we know to be freed from it? The world has made it so normal to be in bondage.
0: Exactly. Marky.
1: Marky had another question. She said, should I just trust the Holy Spirit to show me when to purposely speak good confessions or make it kind of scheduled?
0: Well, we want to always speak the right (coughs) confessions, but if you're not there, that's why you can help get an accountability partner that can Mm -hmm. ask you and point those things out awake to that. But if you don't have that, ask the Holy Spirit to be your accountability partner. That'll When you say something, it'll check in your spirit and and you'll go, oh, wait, uh, there's something wrong about that. I don't know what it is yet, but what is that that's wrong about that speech? So you ask the Holy Spirit, help me to clean up what I'm speaking. And then you pay pay attention to it, not necessarily focusing on it in a legalistic way, but you're not just speaking randomly. I think a good thing that kind of the way that's helped me is before I speak or even before I think or speak, before I take action on any of that, I kind of want to get this God filter there (laughs) and I want to run it through the filter of anything I think, anything I speak, the filter is the word and before Mm -hmm. I think it or speak it, is this in line with the word? And if not, then I don't want to say it. Is this thought in line with the word? Then I don't want to think it. Because yeah. he tells us, take every thought uh, captive. And our words, obviously, yeah. our speech should be captive as well. So what we want to do is kind of before... We, we have this we have this habit, as in general, of just speaking and thinking whatever comes to our mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need to stop that. Yeah. Yeah. We must stop that. We have to stop just thinking and speaking whatever comes to our mind god has given us the authority over our mind he's given us authority over our flesh you do not have to speak yeah. or think everything that comes across your mind yeah. it can run across your mind and you can stop it right there you don't have you don't have to think it you don't yeah. have to say those yeah. things it is a deception and a lie that everything that crosses your mind must be said or thought about. That is a deception and a lie. It is yeah. not true. And yeah. so we have this idea because people say, well, I, I, I just had to. I couldn't stop it. No, that's a lie. You yeah. could stop it. You know, you can stop it. You don't have to yeah. do that. We believe that, and so we just run with it, whatever we think and whatever we yeah. think we should say. We, we must take our mind uh, in authority, take our thoughts captive, Take Mm -hmm. our speech captive, which means before I take the next step of thought, before I take Mm -hmm. the next step of speaking something, I run it through the filter. Is what I'm thinking according to the word of God? Is what I'm about to say according to the word of God? And we have to utilize that filter. I'm not talking about being legalistic. I'm talking about forming the habit. We start forming the habit and we get better at it and better at it and better at it and better at it. I'm not talking about beating the mess out of yourself Mm -hmm. if you miss it. That's legalism. That's condemnation. If you miss it, you just repent and say, Lord, oh, I missed that one. I let that one slip through. I I repent over that. I ask you to help me that it doesn't slip through again. And if you do that 100 times a day, then do it 100 times a day. But tomorrow you may do it 90 and the next yeah. day you may do it 80, and before you know it, you won't be doing it at all. Yeah. You just continue that process. And some of us need a lot of mind renewal <laughs> and a lot of speech <laughs> renewal. And it takes some time to unwire you know, or unravel what we spent decades you know, tying up, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's okay. Don't beat yourself up because it takes some of that time. Don't yeah. beat yourself up. Don't make excuses for it. Yeah. So, for example, you know, when I was I was uh, obviously raised in a Christian home, but when I hit into my teens and I started really not running after God and then I got into the Marines, I was a really good cusser. Like I could cuss with the best of, best of them, you know, and as when the Lord started really dealing with my heart, moving towards ministry, He said, "You need to stop that and stop that now." Yeah. Literally, I'm telling you, literally. As much as I did it, yeah. as much it was in like every sentence that I would speak, unless I was trying to impress somebody and not like appear vulgar to them. But to my yeah. friends, to people that were close to me, I would cuss like every. I, that may be hard for y'all to even imagine, <laughs> but I would I would cuss yeah. almost every sentence. And I want you to know, as soon as I set my heart to turn it, one month later, I basically did not cuss anymore. One month. So it was like, it went down majorly the first week. It slipped a couple of times in the next few weeks. But in about a month, it was all gone, right? Just simply because I made my mind up. No, I'm not doing that. And I just filtered that, filtered my speech. I stopped just speaking out. I stopped and thought before I said, slow to speak right? Slow to speak. And this is where we need to be very often. Yeah. Yeah. Amen.
1: I think part of Marky's question also, and I could be wrong too, but is uh, speaking specifically good confessions. So not just stopping bad confessions, but when you're wanting to purpose yourself to speak good confessions more, is that something that you should just, okay, I'm just going to be led and when I do it. All right, Lord, you're really purpose- you're really telling me to speak yeah. this about my healing or is it something that when we're needing yes. to do it, we should like maybe set ourselves a timer? Yes. Like yeah. schedule no, it out.
0: Proverbs 16:3 Commit your works that your thoughts might be established. So our works here are to speak the right words. And so yeah. if I'm seeking to overcome something or change my heart on something, Remember, the tongue sets the direction of the ship. Uh, We need to connect belief to it. But before we get to the belief part where we fully Mm -hmm. believe it, it still kind of sets the direction. It may take longer without belief, but it still sets the direction. So we can start confessing the word of God even when we don't believe it. Lord, I don't even, I know, I don't believe this yet, but I know it's true. So I'm going to speak it and confess it because it is your word, and I'm trusting that you will help me to get revelation of it. So if you're, like you've mentioned several times about people with depression, even though they might not believe that they're healed yet, or they might not believe that so, they could start speaking, I am the healed of the Lord. I am free from every bondage and every heaviness. I have the freedom of God, right? And they can start speaking that even before they believe it. Like uh, Keith Moore tells the story of a guy that came to healing school. He said, I really want to quit smoking. And, and the Lord gave him wisdom. This, this was wisdom for that guy. I'm not saying it's yeah. wisdom for every situation of somebody that wants to quit smoking. But for this guy, it was wisdom and it worked. He said, I want you, every time you think about smoking and every time you light up a cigarette, right? Hmm. He said, I want you to say, I hate smoking And I'm not a smoker, you know, or something along those lines. I hate smoking. He said, I know you're going to feel weird when you say it. As you're, I hate smoking. I am not a smoker. I I hate, I hate cigarettes, you know, blowing smoke. He said, and the guy did it. He said, the first couple of weeks, he said, I'm telling you, I felt like the biggest idiot ever. But he was confessing who he was in Christ, a higher truth. Yeah, He was confessing a yeah. higher truth, even though he didn't believe it. He's sitting there like, no, I love cigarettes. <laughs> you know. But he yeah. was confessing the higher truth, and he said in just a few weeks, he said, I went, he said, I took one puff, he said, and it tasted awful. And he said, I do hate smoking. I am not a smoker. Threw it down, and he was done after just Bloody a few God. weeks. And yeah. so, yes, absolutely, schedule those things. If you have something you're believing for, yeah. Schedule those confessions yeah. in the morning. Say as soon as I wake up, you know I have yeah. these confessions. If you know, this, you could do this: get a page of confessions, laminate them. This is for mm-hmm. somebody; it's so specific.
1: Yeah. Might be
0: for me, but laminate those confessions, put them in the shower, and as you're as you're taking a shower <laughs> each morning, getting ready, confess those confessions over you, right? Yeah. And put them in front of your face at the yeah. same time every day. Confess them. And when you speak them, don't just repeat them. Connect yeah. them with your heart. That word of God, yeah. that is who I am. Yeah. And uh, and put yeah. them in there and confess those things. Yeah. And you will start to believe them. And as you believe them, because it is backed by truth, yeah. the power of God will be released over them yeah. for you. Yeah. So, yeah. Amen. Yeah.
2: I remember in uh, David Young, Echo's book, The Fourth Dimension. He talks about um, how there was a group of neurosci- neurosurgeons or scientists, one of the two. Uh, they worked with the brain and um, they came up to him and they said, hey, we just made like this groundbreaking discovery. And, um, and he was like, OK, tell me about it. And they said, we've discovered that the speech center of the brain controls the whole body. So basically and they were like they were saying this like it's new you know they're yeah, like yeah. so so basically if someone says i'm getting older you know their yeah. their brain will send send signals throughout the body to prepare yes. for death you know when they're saying like mm. like uh when when someone speaks like i'm tired they're sending yes. the brain will then send yeah. signals throughout the body to to remind itself it's tired you need to go to bed you know so like the yes. more the, you say, and they're bringing this like revelation, like like, and we've just received like uh, these these rewards for this, you know, for this <laughs> discovery and stuff like that. And Doctor Cho was like, I already knew that. They were like, How did yeah. you know that? I was like, I read about it from Doctor James. Right? And, and he brought them, to,
1: you know, he brought them
2: to that passage, you know, yeah. where the you yeah. know the, the the tongue is the rudder of the yeah. whole body. If you yeah. if you can steer this, you can steer your whole body. Yes. And so if neuroscientists can can understand that on from a Physical yes. scientific level, how much more when you bring the anointing into that word? Yeah. And it just quickened yes. that whole that whole process and that yeah. whole system.
0: It's just it's just awesome. Amen. That's Amen. Awesome. That I science right now is proving. Mm-hmm. Science yeah. is proving the Bible quicker <coughs> yeah. than ever before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quicker than ever before. Uh mm-hmm. where's the verse that talks about your youth is renewed like the eagles? Isaiah. That's it. I was looking at Jeremiah. Isaiah, like, 30. Sure. Or 41.
2: <laughs> it It's somewhere in that. There's a lot of chapters in Isaiah. Yes. Uh, um, I think it says Psalm um, 103.
1: Psalm
0: 103? Never mind. Mm-hmm. It's not Isaiah. <laughs> no, there's an Isaiah, Psalm, Isaiah forty thirty one. But you turn to the turn to the Psalm one too. Yeah, here here it is, uh, Isaiah forty thirty one. It says, "Yet those yet those that wait upon the Lord will gain new strength." And mm-hmm. watch, watch this, hear this, hear this, yeah. hear this, hear this. Okay, let let's back up and uh, verse twenty eight. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not become weary or tired. God is not weary and God's not tired. His understanding is inscrutable. He gives strength to the weary and to him who lacks might, he increases power. See, if you're not, if you've been Uh, worn down, if you've been weary, if you've been tired, it's God who gives you strength. And you see, you could confess this right now because these are absolute statements by the Holy Spirit. God doesn't get tired and he gives strength to the weary. Lord, I receive your strength right now. I have been weary, but I'm not weary anymore. You give me power, you see. And these are promises we need to know. Many of us, we don't know what to confess because we don't know the word. We've yeah. got to know the word. We got to get into this word. That's why we have what's the word every single day. Because every single day you're getting you're getting fresh manna from heaven, fresh bread from heaven, and that yeah. word. Is, that's why it's so important to watch this on a regular yeah. basis and let yeah. the, because we're believing God for an anointed slice of heavenly bread yeah. every single day yeah. on what's the word. We're believing for that every weekday. Uh, what is God want to speak to you today? That's what. That's right. what we're we have our faith out there for. Yeah. So, for you. And here's another one right here. He says he gives strength to the weary, and to him who lacks might, he incre- he in- he who lacks might, he increases power. Now, just think yeah. about it. just when I read that, I'm strengthened. Yeah. Like I'm strengthened just right now by reading it. I'm reading it as yeah. an example, but as I read it, I'm like, glory to God. Yeah. He he increases me. Like yeah. inside yeah. my spirit is jumping yeah. at that. Yeah. Versus when I'm like, oh, I'm just so tired. You know, like, oh I just you know, like that. Think about that. Think about the difference between me reading this book that is alive yeah. and powerful. Yeah. And sharper than ed- any two edged sword, able to divide asunder what my flesh is thinking and what my spirit is thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Able to show it so clearly and get the nutrients to my spirit man, which will then bring it about in my body, yeah. right? And then he says 30, though youth grow weary and tired, and the vigorous young men stumble badly. See, this is what the world receives. Mm-hmm. This is not our reality. This yeah. listen, our reality as believers is not the world's reality. Yeah. The world's reality is not our reality. Yeah. Put that in the comments. Yeah. The world's reality is not our reality. Yeah. Stop listening to the confessions of a corrupted world. The yeah. world's reality is not our He says, look, even youth will grow weary and tired. And vigorous young men, not not even old men, will stumble badly. That's not our reality. He says, yet, in other words, but, yet, (laughs) those who wait for the Lord, who wait on the Lord, will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary, right? Right? And so when we see this, and even as I confess it right now, oh my goodness, my spirit is leaping on the inside. Yeah, it's leaping on the inside, and that's just me reading the, <laughs> reading a couple of verses there yeah. of the promise of God. Yeah, our, the world's reality is not our reality, and we don't have to live by that stuff. We yeah. can, we got a supernatural strength, <laughs> and we have to know the word and confess yeah. the word. We've got to know the word. We've got to stay plugged in. We've got to think on it, meditate on it, speak the word day and night. This needs to be who we are. It needs to be our identity. And as we do that, it changes things. You know, I'm not. Yeah. In other words, that's how. Have you ever looked? Have you ever looked at um, people that are not born again when they start hitting their 60s and 70s? Unless they got a really, really, really good plastic surgeon, they're worn out because yeah. they don't have the supernatural strength that a believer does. Yeah. You, know, you look at a believer like there's hope in their eyes, there's joy in them, and, and they may have some signs of aging, but there's, some, there's life in them. Yeah. There's life in them. And, and generally, the lack of stress, the easy and light has taken its toll on the unbeliever. But on the believer, they're, they're just like, nah, it's going to be okay. You know, yeah. They're still smiling. They still have the joy of the Lord. They're glowing in the radiance of the glory of God. And even yeah. their skin shows it. You know, mm. This is who we're called to be. This is how we're called to live amen yeah. and and a lot of it starts at our confessions and so we're going to have one more broadcast talking about confessions and looking at the perfect way the perfect mm-hmm. way of confession and, and and looking at those things and yeah. uh but i'm just excited about the topic and <laughs> it's amazing to me that we can get dull and bored with topics of god and then you look at this you see that just this turn here at the end of the broadcast, looking at what we actually confess and how it lifts everybody up. We should not be bored with the things of God. Amen. Not at all. Glory to God. Anything else before we wrap up? Um, Just something real
2: quick that that stuck out to me that I'd never seen in this verse. A lot of people's interpretation of those who wait on the Lord, like they, they're like, oh, I'm just waiting for the Lord. I'm just yeah. waiting for the Lord. Right. Most people who quote that are weary and tired. Yes, that's
0: right. That's <laughs> which, right.
2: which means that they're not that they're not actually doing what, what this passage Correct. is saying. Because it yes. says, yeah. if you're waiting for the Lord, you will gain new strength and you will mount up on wings and eagle. You will run mm-hmm. and not grow tired. You yes. will walk yeah. and not grow yes. weary. It says yeah. you will not grow weary if you're waiting yes. on the Lord. And yeah. So it's not just, uh, I'm just waiting for him to show up. No, like I'm, yeah. I'm serving him. I'm, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm moving in, in his ways. I'm doing the things that he's telling me to do. Like a servant waits on yes. the table, you know. I'm, yeah. I'm not just yeah. sitting here like letting life, hit me and smack me in the face just weary saying no. i'm just waiting on god like that's that's <laughs> no uh, really it's a,
0: it's a serv- servitude yeah. waiting like mm-hmm. a waiter at a table yeah. that's yeah. saying i'm here and i'm active lord yeah. for you in other yeah. words i'm and, ready i'm ready to go whatever you tell me mm-hmm. to do yeah and,
2: and yeah. the note that i have here for that word waits is also those who are bound together with that's yeah. good those who are bound together yeah. with the lord so that means yeah. If I'm bound with him, I'm speaking. What are you speaking? You know, if yes. I'm bound yeah. with him,
0: I'm doing what he's telling me to do. Yeah. Is that a note that's printed in there, or did no, you? No,
2: I, I wrote that in there from. From,
0: from studying study. it yeah. out. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I love that. Yeah. yeah. That's so So, really
2: uh, yeah. So, it, like, it just kind of struck me. Like, a lot of the people that quote that are weary and tired. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Because yeah. they just don't understand the truth and the life that's in this verse.
0: Well, yeah. what you just—if I'm bound to the Lord, I'm not weary. Yeah. Because He's not weary. Yeah. You see? Mm-hmm. And and one good thing if you ever want to know what to confess is you ask not just what would Jesus do or what would Jesus think, but you ask what is Jesus position?
2: Yeah.
0: Like is he sick? If he's not mm-hmm. sick, then you shouldn't say I'm sick. Mm-hmm. If yeah. he's not tired, you shouldn't say I'm tired, right? Uh you know, you could you I could say my body's been tired. Right, yeah. but I'm not confessing that I am tired yeah. in that way. I'm yeah. not going to do it because yeah. I'm not going to prophesy to my body. Yeah. You know, yeah. this last couple of weeks, uh, some of them heard me. Man, I I was under attack in my body. It was my own doing that I'd missed something. I just I got dehydrated, and and I and I felt it, you know. Yeah. And uh, but you don't want to sit there and be like, I'm tired. Like, and I was tired. I was I was feeling very tired. I told yeah. them. I said yesterday we went to drive through. And in between ordering the food and the drive thru, I fell asleep. And I was so tired at that moment. So I was tired, but I'm not confessing that. I'm not. And then today, like I'm confessing, Lord, I'm asleep good. Well, last night I slept through the night. I feel great. I got more energy today, everything. That's how it works. You know, you may come up against a trial, but you look at how is Jesus right now? That's how I am, right? How Jesus is, is how I am. And you can put that in the comments. How Jesus is, is how I am. If I want to find out how I'm doing, right, we have this idea that we look to our body to tell us how we're doing. If Mm -hmm. I want to know how I'm doing, I just need to look at Jesus sitting on the throne at the right hand of God, not sick, not in debt, not broke, not under pressure, not depressed. If I want to know how I'm doing, look at Jesus, (laughs) Right. right? That's another meme right there. If I want to know how I'm doing, I look at Jesus. (laughs) I look at his position, right? (laughs) Glory to God. Amen. We love you so very much. Father, right now, we just thank you for unlocking uh, the wisdom, your wisdom in our hearts that we might renew our mind to you. Lord, thank you for unlocking and mind renewal, heart renewal, and unlocking uh, the issues and problems that have held us up, where we have been unlocking the confirmations to the world, where we have conformed. Lord, thank you for unlocking that today. Thank you, Lord, for unlocking it so that we can see so clearly what is your will and what isn't your will. And Lord, speak your will. Speak. Your realities, thank you, Father, for it. We praise you for it. We give you glory, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. May your confessions change to the reality of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Well, if you would like to sow today, you are welcome to. You can go to giveww.org. And you can give Cash App, PayPal, Venmo, text to give cryptocurrency, NFT. Give one time or give on an automatic recurring basis. And uh, we just encourage you to do that. Partner with us in getting this word out. And getting this word out, not just on Lunch Plus, but around the world. Yeah. Uh, multiple trips that are coming up where we're going to be spreading the gospel. It's yeah. going to be awesome. It's going to be so, so good. And so we just praise God for you. Anybody who is sowing today on any level whatsoever that they're partnering with us in their prayers and sharing the broadcast, they're partnering with us with their finances, Lord, let everything, let that seed that they're sowing, let that seed that they are sowing, let that seed that they are sowing sowing be multiplied. Take take the multiplication to the seed that they're sowing. Now, the reason why I'm pausing here and why I'm saying it like that is the Lord just really quickened me is many times we're just giving, but it's kind of like this. If I was making an investment in the stock market or in cryptocurrency or something like that, and I know that it's gonna be multiplied 10 times, right? Or I know that it's gonna be multiplied a big, a big amount it would change how much seed I would put into that, right? It would change because if I know that God's going to increase it, it changes what I would put in. And so I would I would change that. So one of the things that we need to look at on a regular basis, I'm doing this personally myself as well, is I'm looking at, all right, I know you're going to multiply this. Well, I want the biggest increase that I can have. Well, that means I need to change the seed. So, yeah. Father, right now, I... Whatever seed that's being sown, whether it be prayers or sharing the broadcast or it be finances or yeah. skills and talents that are given into this broadcast and given into the ministry, whatever seed that's being sown, let that seed be multiplied. Lord, you're not multiplying something that's not sown. But let that seed be multiplied according to their heart to give. So Lord, take the seed that's multiplied and according to the heart to give, let it be multiplied, pressed down, shaken together, running over, supernatural multiplication, supernatural harvest in a supernatural time period. Let it be quick in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for it and we praise you. And if you believe that, just shout in the comments say, Amen, I receive a supernatural harvest. Amen. Glory to God. We love you so very much, and we'll see you tomorrow. And I believe Hannah is going to wrap it up for us. So go ahead, Hannah. Amen.
1: Hey, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. If this message blessed you, then don't forget to like, share, subscribe to our channel. We have tons of videos. Just how Pastor was saying, We are believing for an on-time, fresh, daily word from heaven. And I've heard him use this example before. If you knew that there was gold in your backyard, you would be digging for a long time to find it. And right here on this channel, we have that from heaven. So I encourage you to just listen and feast on the word because it will change your life. So God bless you and have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow at 1130.